Valentine's Day month. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Alora Murray. And I'm Sarah Jenkins. We're so excited to be here with you today. We have an interview later on with a dating expert. So excited to hear about that. Oh but it gosh, is so much it fun. Is Valentine's Day. Sarah. Yes, it's Valentine's season, which we love to celebrate around here. <laughs> love. We love love. Honestly, this is my first Valentine's Day with a significant other. Ah, I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited. Um, I'm getting married in March, so this will be my last Valentine's Day as an engaged woman. As a fiance. I'm very excited, (laughs) but honestly, even though this is my first Valentine's Day with a significant other, I've been single all the Valentine's Days leading up to this point, Yeah. Um, but I've always loved Valentine's Day. You just love the holiday in general. You're one of, because people fall into two camps. I feel like people really aren't fans and people are like, love the love of the season. I do love the love of the season. (laughs) Honestly, there's red and pink everywhere. Pink is my favorite color. There are adorable hearts everywhere. I even love down to being in elementary school and little kids handing out Valentine's. Oh, so cute. I just Why is it so cute? It's just such a fun holiday to be, to go up to someone and say, you know, hey, I'm thinking of you. Here's a Valentine or here's some chocolate. I know, just to be thoughtful and it's an excuse to just, yeah, let people know you care about them. And I feel like if there were ever a holiday, Alora, this is yours because you are <laughs> all about love and positivity. And she usually is going to have at least one piece of pink on if I you run so into her. So, so yeah. much pink. And Sarah, this is actually your first Valentine's day in Utah. It is. I'm so excited. Um, my husband is from Utah originally, but we had kind of like bounced around. And so mm-hmm. it's our first Utah here together. My first ever. Um, I'm loving, like I already, I'm also like you, I'm a fan of Valentine's day, uh-huh. but I love that. Like it's an excuse to, because of the cold weather, kind of be cozy by the fire and have kind of all those cold, uh, wintry activities, you know, during Valentine's Day, because I've been in some warmer climates. So I think it's really fun. We're really enjoying planning what we're going to do. Do you guys know yet? Are you going to do something like Valentine's Day night? We actually are going to Disneyland (gasps) for Valentine's Day. But honestly, that's the perfect gift for me. And I know around Valentine's Day, people have a hard time thinking of gifts. I have, I can think of gifts I don't want. Honestly, (laughs) I knew this couple and he sent her a potty humor card. Oh no. And no. <laughs> like word to the wise men. I, I know everyone has a different sense of humor, but I think especially Valentine's Day, maybe not the time to drop the potty well, humor cards. It was so <laughs> funny. He gave her that and I think it was a gift card to someplace she didn't even want to eat. And he called and said, Hey, did you get my gift? And she was like, no, I didn't. And he's like, no, oh, no I no, did no. not. <laughs> no, I sent it to you. And she's like, I do not accept that as my gift. Uh, no. <laughs> Who is this woman? Because she's my hero. I love it. I love it. Preach, Call sister. It I would I do the same thing. It. I mean, I reject this gift. Like, come on. I mean, I love there's it. so many different options and things you can do. And it doesn't always have to be a physical gift. It can be yeah. an experience gift. Um, I've heard of some duds as well. We had a family friend that, um, you know, I think the woman was expecting. And let's be honest, a lot of times it really is about um, one of the two partners who kind of is more into the gifts. And so um, the wife is expecting expecting something romantic and she got a vacuum and she was so disappointed. I mean, like again, of all the times, maybe, I don't know when else would be appropriate. I had to pull away (laughs) from the mic because I was laughing so hard. So those are gifts and things what not to give. Exactly. What not to give. Um, And Carrie coming up right now, uh, Carrie um, has interviewed a dating expert of things to do. I love it. Let's hear that interview.
I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz, and I am so excited to introduce you to our podcast guest for the day. We thought, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up, love's in the air, so we might as well talk about relationships and being single, all that stuff. Lonnie Harmon is with us. She's a licensed clinical social worker. She specializes in dating counseling, dating anxiety, all the things dating. Lonnie, dating's hard. It is so hard. I mean... There's a, there's just, you want to give everybody a big hug around Valentine's Day. (laughs) These people and, you know, that hand out flowers and things. I just think, good for you. Good for you. (laughs) It's tough. I remember my 20s and man, I I learned a lot. That's a good thing. Um, But dating can be hard. So let's speak to, let's start with this. Let's start with advice for singles. How can we have a successful dating life when we're single, Lonnie? I think the first thing you got to try to do is change the definition of what successful looks like. Mm. Because often we look at successful as we got married. Mm -hmm. And then we attach, you know, the short or long length of time, just different, different meanings to the word successful. And I teach successful needs to be, we tried someone on for a fit and they did or did not fit. And if they didn't fit, we both agree. And we can send each other into the world with love and light Mm -hmm. and wish each other the best and then move forward and lovingly get into another relationship. Yeah. Well, and I feel like also here in Utah, you have so much pressure because everybody's getting married, everyone's having kids, and everyone's doing it so young, it seems like. So you may fall into that and feel, oh, am I, am I different? What's wrong with me? Right. I think you look at every relationship as the one that could be the potential marriage, and that puts a lens of pressure on it that doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Where as... You could just go on a date and say, I enjoyed this date. I think I'd like to go on another date. Um, But we evaluate someone for time and all eternity in the first couple of hours. Like nobody's going to stand up. (laughs) Not one person. (laughs) No, no, I think. And that's often I think where relationship anxiety comes from because we deal with this level of uncertainty in dating and it causes us to have a lot of like biological reactions with our body, feeling stress and feeling headaches, stomach aches. And so we think we interpret that as, oh, I'm not supposed to be with them. I would feel completely calm. I would feel completely comfortable if this was the person I was supposed to go out with again. And so we stop the process before it's really even going. I really like how you term that relationship or dating anxiety because that's a real thing. It really is. Uh, we, we can have predispositions for anxiety due to like genetic factors or sometimes um, you know environmental factors, but then it can attach in the dating situation where you freeze up. I can be this amazing professional at work and I can be articulate and smart and get my company in the right direction and then I can go on a date and they're like, what do you like to do for fun? And you're like... Mm, what I don't know. I <laughs> what do you want me to like to do for fun? <laughs> I know, see. We kind of chameleonize ourselves or get caught in the, I really want you to like me, so I'm not sure what to say. And if I say who I really am, is that going to you be appealing to you? I'm not sure. Yeah. You get stuck. Right. Um, speaking of dating, what do you think the biggest problem with Utah, like is there a huge problem specifically you see with Utah daters? There is. I love you all, but Wow. It's a hot mess. It's a hot mess. Sounds like my 20s. Yes. Well, and to the to those of you in your 20s, it's you're in the hot mess. Yeah, it's and tough. And then when you get to your get to your 30s, they feel like it's a hotter mess. <laughs> so, <laughs> I I think that the problems that I'm seeing number 1 would be the scarcity mentality that's happening. People perpetuate this rumor of there's not enough people to date. And so you maybe hold on to a relationship that isn't the right fit for you uh, for too so long. So you try to stick with it longer than maybe mm-hmm. you should. Yeah. 
or you don't even try because the one person that you're interested has four or five people that are also interested, and so you're not going to step into the arena, yeah. as Brene Brown would say. Right, right. Do you mm-hmm. think that scarcity rumor, like, what is that, and do you think it is true? Does, is there any validity to it? No, the statistics that I found say that there are, like, I've got it right here, it's... And that's basically saying that there are less women than men. Yes. It says there are actually 1.2 single college-educated women between the ages of 31 to 45 for every single man in Utah. So 1.2 is not four or five, (laughs) you know? And I think that uh, when we get into that headspace, what we do is we then gather with other people who are frustrated and like-minded, and we kind of perpetuate this storytelling of how bad it is and we perpetuate the story of how bad this date was and how bad this person was and it just amplifies in our head to it's not available for me it's not going to happen for me why bother Mm -hmm. give me the cat I'm just going to go sit home maybe I should get another cat (laughs) I did have two cats in in my 20s so it's fine um what about the like girls who are friends versus girlfriends and boys who are friends versus boyfriends it's a fine line right yes this is another Utah unique piece of dating that I see when a girl um, is interested in a man she oftentimes won't come forward she's not going to show her face use her body language or anything to let him know that she's interested she's a little bit nervous about that and so she might take some time getting to know him create a friendship with him and then over time as he reveals himself in those layers she is just crushing really really hard Mm -hmm. and she's not sure what to say I mean this is Taylor Swift's albums you know, <laughs> like you can see All the evolution of dating. Yeah. I love, I love T-Swift. We love. do love her, yeah. <laughs> but I think that, that the difference there is that when a man is interested in a woman romantically, up front, day one, he's going to be, oh, she is physically attractive to me. That's somebody that I could potentially date. And so if he's going to be spending time with her, it's with the intention to try to date her. Mm-hmm. He'll be patient if she doesn't want to yet, but he wants to date her versus a man who... It's platonic. He he's genuine. He's caring. He genuinely wants to know about you, your life. But he's just your friend, and he's mm-hmm. not going to date you. And suddenly, you've developed a crush on him. And the bigger problem is the the actual presence of that man in your life is going to block any other guys from coming forward because that's where your focus is. Yeah, because bros have this code, like oh, there's a man there. I'm going to give him his space. Okay. Whereas girls, we don't operate with that same code. Yeah. We're just like. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Why aren't you talking to me? Why are you and talking we just have to me? this whole party in our head of the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you think it's possible to be friends with like the opposite sex? I do think it's possible to be friends, but I think it, you have to honor the relationship statuses that your your friends are. Yeah. And so, if they're in a relationship, I think you need to be friends with both people. That's that's a very good point. So, if it's a a friendship that you've had before, you are now in a relationship. Potentially, maybe even it's even now we're in a group text together Mm -hmm. or now we're all going to dinner together because they think exclusively one-on-one. Our brains are a little bit hardwired for jealousy and the inverse of jealousy is, well, I want you to trust me at all times and all things. Humans, we can be risky. Yeah. And that's just our nature. It's not necessarily our intention to not to be that way. But I think just when you're when your partner's looking for security, offer that. Offer that. What advice would you have for someone that maybe is interested in somebody, but they just kind of seem, eh, you know, I'll get a hold of you when I when I can, or, you know, they're busy. 
but yeah. you can't seem to get the communication of whether they're, you think they're interested, but you don't know. How, right. What do we do at that point? I think that building that relationship takes time in like, face-to-face time. Yeah. You know, we often try to build a relationship over social media or maybe through texting in ways. And so that's why it's not building. You, you mm-hmm. need FaceTime and you need, you know, shared experiences together. Uh, I think if you can't get in close proximity to that person and spend time with them and they're not interested in having you in that space, then I lovingly let them go. It's so true. You're not going to be a fit for everyone. And I think we think we're supposed to be like, everyone should be attracted to me. And you take it personally if they're not. That goes mm-hmm. into my second, or uh, one of my, whether this is third, fourth, fifth question. I'm not sure how many I've asked you by now. But um, so in my 20s, I did this a lot where I would date people and I would make excuses. If they weren't interested, I would make excuses that, oh, they're just, they just got out of a relationship. So they're probably not looking for anything serious now. Or, you know, they're just scared. Or you make so many excuses when mm-hmm. it really comes down to this. And I wish I knew this in my 20s. They're just not that into you. Lori, you are so right. They aren't. And it hurts. It does hurt. And you can kind of let that hit you, wallow for a little bit, have some ice cream days. Like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. You can. You don't have to just jump back out there immediately. But then also, if they're not that into you, it's just one person. Mm-hmm. It's not a reflection of the fact that you are completely unattractive to everybody. Mm-hmm. We need to remember that we're not supposed to be a fit for everyone. Are you attracted to everyone? Do you want to date everyone? That's true. No. So why should everyone want to date you? That's very true. Because we keep telling ourselves, you know, these lies. And it's like, no one really, if somebody was interested in you, you would know. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be confused. You would Mm -hmm. know. And they Mm -hmm. would make time for you. And, you Mm -hmm. know, they would find you wherever. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of it is like, oh, maybe they lost my number. Mm -hmm. Oh, they can't, you know, they can't find me because I moved. Or no, they'll they'll find you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I could tell you story after story before I had skills of like, I literally put my my phone number on some guy's car on a post-it note because I was like, for sure he lost it. <laughs> for sure he did. Yeah. And when he didn't call me, I was shocked. Oh, you guys had like dated or something and oh, then no. you kind of stopped hearing from him? Or? Dated. This, okay. Dated in Utah is a really relative term. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a, a space um, called we investigate each other for a long period of time and then we might spend one-on-one time together. But getting to a date where they call it a date and someone pays for dinner, that that takes some time. That takes some time. So you put your number on his car. I so did. What happened? Nothing. (laughs) He never called. He never called. Okay. And in fact, from that point on, whenever we would happen to be in the same place to run into each other, he went the other way. Yeah. And it it was so painful to me because I knew what I had to offer. And I kept thinking, well, if he only knew me. This was, this was going to work out, and he's not the first guy I did that for. Mm-hmm. But what ended up happening is is what led me into this career was just deep dive into the research and figure out what's an appropriate way to let someone know you're interested mm-hmm. without leaving yourself open like you're frying in the sun, just yeah. hurting. What is the appropriate way? What I should have done is actually spoken with him face-to-face. Just been, like, super direct? Well created some time to create conversations and to find something that we had to talk about, some common interests or something that was going on, and understand that if he wants to spend time with me and I want to spend time with him, we have to create an opportunity to do that. And if I'm not going to be brave and say, would you like to get together some time to get to know each other, mm-hmm. just, just start declare it that way, and he's not going to be, stop 
stop worrying about it. Let it go. Yeah, let it go. What advice, Lonnie, would you have for somebody who has maybe been dating someone for a minute, Mm -hmm. a minute, Mm -hmm. and it's not really going where you want it to go, Mm -hmm. and you seem to be communicating that, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of excuses on the other end? What do you what do you say to that? I think that some that, that marriage and the choice to marry and make that transition is about both people being ready to make that transition. Yeah. And I think it requires both people being honest with where they're at and not placating the other person because they don't want to be alone. And that is a tricky space to be, but people often tell you where they're at and we don't believe them. We think well, I, I think that I could change them, or I think if I waited this much longer. We do. Why do we feel like we can change people? I think it's we a, do that. There's this there's this part of human humans that we, we have hope. We carry hope for the future, for people around us. And we, I think especially as women, we are really nurturing, and we kind of cultivate that relationship house where we're like, oh, it's going to be so pretty, yeah. and I'm going to decorate it this way, and... And we imagine how it's going to be, and we see the potential in our partner, and we think, oh, I just need more time. You just need time. They'll get it. They'll wake up. Right. Yeah. Right. I just, I think if, and I am no one to give advice to, you know, anyone dating like you are, but I just, if it, if there's an experience like I had in my 20s, and you're constantly giving excuses, mm-hmm. don't do it. Mm-hmm. And don't, and really don't take it personally. Mm-hmm. Try not to, because you're amazing. Mm-hmm. You are incredible just the way that you are mm-hmm. and you don't need to change for somebody no in and fact attachment's only going to happen if you are who you are yeah yeah and just because one person maybe you know is is not interested that's okay mm-hmm. they're lost it you is. know like mm-hmm. move forward there would be that right person you mm-hmm. know just don't yep. waste that time is mm-hmm. like advice I would give somebody mm-hmm. um what do you think about we, we like to be mysterious yes. you know we were oh talking a little goodness. bit about that yeah. do we do that in Utah yes I think that that with the advent of social media, it's created a lot of space for us to be mysterious about our availability for dating. So, for example, a, a woman could say, "Oh, I'm really interested in this man, and I'm, you know, I'm going to work on asking him to get to know him better or whatever." But then she sees something on his Instagram, or she sees something somewhere, and she's just, "Oh, I can't. He's dating someone." Yeah. But is he? Hmm. No. Hmm. I don't know because then a couple days later, there's a different person or there's a group of friends, or there's this, or there's that. I mean, gone are the days when you changed your Facebook status, and it was at least clear then, you know, <laughs> or complicated, it's complicated. Do we people don't not do that, do that anymore? No, okay, status is Yeah, because it used to be it's complicated in a relationship, <laughs> right? not, you know, single, whatever. Well, I think I think our some of the generation has gotten off Facebook, and now they're on Instagram, and maybe we just need to ask Instagram to add that feature. That's true. <laughs> oh, boy, that opens up a whole new can of worms on Instagram. Right. It could get real, real right. interesting. Well, let's maybe just be more direct. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hard to say to someone, are you available or are you exclusively dating someone? Mm-hmm. That's part of the other. I guess I want to just lovingly say at Utah, like, you can get to the exclusive stage, stage of dating, which means that you're not dating anyone else and neither is your partner, and that's age appropriate. That's okay. It's a good thing to do. Yeah. And telling people that you're not available for a date shouldn't give you a ton of anxiety because you're building the best part of a relationship with somebody else. They have that whole FOMO, fear of missing out, like, well, they asked me out, so maybe I'm supposed to go out with them. Mm -hmm. Like, you actually get to choose with your own brain and heart. Believe it or not. (laughs) Believe it or not, you Mm do. Do you have any advice for somebody who who wants to ask someone out but is so nervous 
to be turned down or for whatever reason, you know, and that's valid. Mm -hmm. Do you have any advice for that situation? Yeah, I think I would just encourage them to say or to think to themselves, I am not asking out my future spouse. Oh, that's good. I am asking to see if we could get to know each other better, and I'm asking to see if we have things in common. That that gives you a lot less pressure. Mm -hmm. Because if they reject you and they're not interested in getting to know things you have in common, it doesn't necessarily feel like you've built this in your head, and now I'm not marriage material for anybody. That is that is relationship gold advice right there. Don't Thank you. don't think that you're. I love that. Don't think that you're asking. I mean, because if you picture that, there's so much pressure that mm-hmm. if it doesn't work and they turn you down, mm-hmm. it's the end of the world. But just see it as like oh, someone you want to go hang out with. Good to know. I do want to throw a caveat in though. Like, let's stop taking people for ice cream and Jamba Juice. Like, mm-hmm. create an atmosphere where they can open up. Because I'm sorry, but at Jamba Juice, when those blunders are going, I'm not going to be like, <laughs> yes, I really like all these things. And You're you yelling at each exactly. other, basically. <laughs> and it's like, I love you three ninety five, yeah, for 30 minutes. And I get that we, we are kind of trying to do this streamline thing, but I mean, come on. Just get a little more creative. Yeah, great. You're asking someone Create out. a space where I can open up. Where you can chat, get to know mm-hmm. each other. Okay, Lonnie, what if you were already in a relationship? These are for people who have been maybe married or, you know, you're in a relationship for a little while. Miscommunication. It's really tough once you're with someone for a long time. How do we better communicate with our partners? I think the first thing you have to remember is that you as an individual need to take responsibility for your stuff. We spend a lot of time miscommunicating because we're deflecting. We're not taking responsibility because it's hurtful when you're with someone and they actually see you and your flaws. So it's this extreme of, I don't want this, and you give that, and you take this. If we take responsibility, then it can de-escalate the situation. Uh, Our opportunity when we talk with our partner is to connect with them. We're not here to just say, you have to hear and validate and listen to every single point that I have and agree with me. Yeah. No, I want to connect with you. The point of me talking with you about how I want to go on a date is because I actually miss you. And now we're fighting about the fact that I miss you. That seems really off. Right. doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to make time for each other. You still have to date your person, right. right? And ask them out. Yes. And asking them out, I think, can kind of happen in ways throughout the day. Mm-hmm. We don't, when we're dating, we sometimes look at each other's like, you know, what are you going to eat? And do you need help with laundry this weekend or some of these things as time spent together and we create that partnership but when we're married we're off doing sometimes our own individual things yeah I really like to check in and I love it when my husband will check in and be like did you get some food can I get you something to eat today oh that's the best these little sweet things are like hey let me change the laundry because that to me is like courtship through the week that makes me want to go on a date with Mm -hmm. you on the weekend yeah um quickly I wanted to ask you too we didn't even cover this I'm just going to throw this at you online dating Oh, girl. It wasn't even really a thing <laughs> when I was in my 20s and you're in your 20s, yeah. right? So and it, it's everywhere now, obviously, and mm-hmm. everything is technology. So is it a go or a no? What do you think? I totally think it's a go. But I think that you have to remember that these people are strangers. And when you're taking somebody from being a stranger to an acquaintance, there's protocol. When you're taking somebody from being an acquaintance to a casual friend, there's protocol. And if we're going to open up too much too soon, that's dangerous. And I think, again, FaceTime. You, you can do actual FaceTime. You can do a virtual date. You don't have to necessarily meet in person if you're nervous. It's a good idea. I have a lot of clients that are doing that, especially with COVID yeah. restrictions. And so 
um, a social distance walk has become a thing. Great. <laughs> Wait, what do you do? Like side by side with your phone, you just go on a walk or something? Yes, if, if you are virtual or potentially if you're actually going to meet up, but you're nervous about COVID protocols or where they're at, you walk six feet apart from each other. Okay. I mean, whatever works. <laughs> right. No judgment. Whatever right. works. Yeah. You know, we're all trying to get to that, you know, point yeah. where we want to find that person. And if that's what it takes, great. Yeah, I think it's an introduction online media or social media. Sorry. I think that... Um, online dating is an introduction and it's not how we get to know each other and how we date each other. Okay. Okay. So just be cautious. Mm -hmm. Just take the steps. Okay. We like to end our interviews with what we call our fresh five. So I'm going to throw these five quick questions at you. We want to get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay. Lonnie, favorite holiday? Christmas for sure. Fourth of July, second. Same girl, (laughs) same. Best gift you've ever received? My engagement ring. (gasps) Oh, so pretty. How long have you been married? 10 years this spring. Congrats to that. Cheers. That's amazing. Um, who is someone you would love to have coffee with? Jane Austen, but it'd be Diet Cokes. <laughs> Honestly, it. I probably would have Diet Cokes with anybody because <laughs> I love it, but I would love to just pick her brain and see what it was like to be a woman in that in that era. And this whole, like going back to that introduction piece, Yeah, that's like half her books. Well, Diet Coke with Jane Austen. Oh, I mean, I, that's, that's right. something to live up to. I love that. Um, favorite place to travel? Oh, Europe. 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 But I think if I'm going local, which is obviously my favorite, I'm going to go Disneyland. Disneyland. And then I'm going to go to Lake Powell, and then I'm just going to go back and forth. That's fine. Between those We're big Disney fans over here, oh, so we, we get it. Um, what TV show would you love to make a cameo on? Um, the Bachelor, or The Bachelor, but specifically The Bachelor, because <laughs> I feel like those those episodes are more of a hot mess. They need you. I really just want to, like, sometimes have a little, like, she's going to need a five-minute hug. Yeah. And you're going to need to restate that question in an appropriate way. Maybe we can reach out to them and say, look, you <laughs> need Lonnie Harmon in your I life. I would love that. <laughs> you need that in your life. I oh. love it. Lonnie, if we want to follow you, what's the best place to do that? Um, I am on Instagram at The Dating Counselor. I'm on Facebook at The Dating Counselor, and I have a podcast on all the podcast platforms called The Dating Counselor. I love it. We've learned so much from you today. Will you come back? I would love to. Because we could talk about this, you know, dating and everything forever, Forever and, and uh, you know, love is in the air, so do you have any Valentine's plans? you do anything fun? We are. We're going to go to a comedy show and do an overnight. Oh, that's fun. I'm so excited. I love it. Well, happy Valentine's Day early to you you. guys. That's amazing. I love it. And thank you for being here, Lonnie. We've learned so much from you. You're awesome. Thank you for having me. You're awesome. And uh, once again, you can listen to our Fresh Off the Set on many platforms. uh, And please rate, review, and subscribe when you can. We would appreciate it. Thank you for listening today. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.